everyone, and welcome into Elevate Hers Empower Space, What I Wish I Knew series. This limited series that helps you and other young professionals learn from seasoned professionals all the things they wish they knew when entering the workplace. Welcome back to the Empower Space podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Paterno. And today with us, we have Christy Zweig Niehaus, who has worked multiple roles at Zweig Group. She has wrote and researched for the Zweig Letter, as well as Civil and Structural Engineer Magazine. Currently, she is the Director of Research and E-Commerce, as well as the leader of the Marketing Consulting Division. And she has her MBA and BA in English from the University of Arkansas. So welcome, Christy. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. We're excited to have you here and to discuss kind of the origins of Elevate Her, as well as the data that really pushed you guys to want to create this platform. So we'll we'll dive right in. After Jamie Claire sent you her draft of Elevate Her, what were your initial thoughts? Oh man. Well, when I read that, I thought, wow, you know, here's somebody who I've worked alongside with for quite a few years. And I don't think that I, you know, understood everything that she was going through. And so immediately I thought, wow, we really need to do something about this. And would you say that you had any similar experiences that after she sent you this, you were like, oh yeah, I'm feeling the same and we really need to get started? I don't know if I would say we had similar experiences because our roles at Zwei Group were so different. For me, I would say I always have been sort of fighting a little bit of of a battle of bias that I knew getting into this company, I was going to have to overcome. And a big part of that is my name. So being a daughter of the founder, I would say nine times out of 10, the first question that somebody has for me when they meet me is, oh, well, how are you related to Mark? And oftentimes what they really mean by that is they're trying to figure out, do you deserve to be here? And so when I first started working for Zwei Group, I was in my early 20s. I was the founder's daughter. And I think certainly I was met with some probably, you know, well-due skepticism every time I was in the room with a client where people would say, does this girl really know what she's talking about? And that was definitely, you know, a mountain that I had to climb. Being both young and female and the daughter of a founder, I think, you know, sometimes people think maybe you got a handout or maybe you don't really have the knowledge to be here. So now I've been at the company for 11 years, and I think I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to be, and I wouldn't be here if I didn't deserve to be by this point, and certainly have had a lot more experience, but still sometimes that's something that I am faced with. Yeah, I think the struggle of feeling those biases is something a lot of people can relate to, and I think is something that Elevate Her is striving to minimize. So Jamie kind of put you in charge of looking at the data that you had kind of already compiled for other things for Zwei Group. What did it tell you? What were you shocked about? What were your thoughts? Looking at it differently, I mean, it must have really moved you to call to action. So what did the data really show? Yeah, well, I would say at first, I was like, wow, I'm really, I'm ashamed and surprised that we have all of this data. And we've never decided to look at it from a gender perspective. So that was step one. You know, we, Zwei Group, runs about 18 to 20 different surveys every year. Um, We have one large employee survey we run through our awards program, and that surveys 15,000 individuals in the industry. So we have a pretty great collection of data. And we were never looking at it from a gender perspective. And I was so first up was just doing that. 
But I will admit that I had a little bit of my own personal bias going into it, especially when I started looking at things like salary levels. I I really did think, oh, wow, you know, you hear, okay, well, women make 70 cents to every dollar that men make, you know, out in the workforce. And I certainly thought, no, well, that won't be true. If I take a look at our data set, you know, that's not the people that we work with. That's not true in the AEC industry, or that's not true with our clients. But unfortunately, when I did take a look at things, I realized it was true. There was a salary disparity at many organizations. And certainly, you know, looking at all of the data that we had across the whole industry, it was very apparent, certainly in in some roles more than others. I think I also thought, okay, well, you know, this won't be as much of an issue once you get up to the principal level. So one of the first and I would say most widely distributed data points I had was that when we looked at the you know, attitudes of principals who were women versus male principals, we saw that they had some very different experiences. And in fact, initially, 100% of the female principals that we surveyed had considered leaving the industry at some point. And that was just not true when we looked at that, you know, from the male perspective. That was pretty shocking. And I think that was a big call to action for many people. Why had you never really considered looking at the data and organizing it by gender? Just curious. I honestly had not been in that role for very long. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that I was investigating yet. So I would say it's probably more of a pointed question at our organization of why hadn't we done that? And I think we just hadn't put ourselves in a position yet to tackle this very large issue. And I think it's something that really over the past 10 years of being in the industry has been something that we've seen become more of a concern, especially as we look at this recruitment and retention crisis that we have. A big part of that is a lack of diversity. And I think that it's something that we have to look at when trying to grow and have enough workforce that we all also have to make sure that we're being inclusive from all perspectives. I'm so glad you mentioned the recruiting and retention crisis that I think is affecting a lot of industries, but most certainly the AEC industry. Do you think being more inclusive of women and a lot of other outside groups could help with that crisis? I mean, absolutely. And I think we've had such a big shakeup of everything that happened with the pandemic. Because if if you'd asked me that, you know, three or four years ago before COVID happened, I would have said the same thing, but it would be pretty different because just looking back at the way we worked then, I think if you'd gone to most firm leaders and said, okay, well, you're going to grow your business and you're going to do it with people who are working all over the country or people who are working remotely, people who have schedules that they set completely on their own, most firm leaders would have looked at me like I was completely crazy. Like They're like, no way, that's not going to work in my organization. No, we'd have terrible productivity if we did something like that. And then really almost overnight when when covid happened a lot of firms were forced to work that way you know or a lot of people went went remote and they realized that it still can be done and now i know you know we're kind of back at a midpoint with a lot of people going back to the office and returning to more traditional schedules but i think the second part of that is that firms have been forced to do things differently and they've seen that it can work and a lot of people working in the industry too are saying hey I'm not going to go back to exactly the way it was before. That doesn't work for me. So I think yeah. it's it's an inclusivity and in diversity that is not only just gender specific, it's everybody. It's everybody who 
has different considerations in their life that may not allow them to work a nine to five or really an eight to five or six job in an office every day. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. COVID has definitely shaken some things up. And I I think we've learned some good lessons, though. So the data that we've kind of discussed earlier, which for any of our listeners who are curious, can find it on Zweig Group's website, as well as the Elevate Her website, which will be linked in our show notes. We see that women are actually entering the AEC industry more than ever, but they're not staying. And again, that recruiting, retention, what do you think we could do to get women to stay in the industry? I think that that's definitely, there's a lot of different things we can do. I mean, that's a complicated question. I think it does come down to to workplace culture. I mean, I think that's a big factor in it is that people want to work places where they feel accepted and valued, where they feel like they're doing work that's important. And I think that it's also firms having the right policies in place. And it's also, you know, right cultural attitudes, I guess, in place that allow for people to feel that they can be themselves and can do what they need to do to sort of balance both their work and their other lives. And I think Elevate Her has been a good platform of starting to address that at least. Where do you see the future of Elevate Her? How far do you want to see it go? I mean, the sky's the limit, honestly. I think we still have a lot of work to do and we're really just getting started. So this year is going to be our first in-person Elevate Her symposium. I'd love to see that expand, you know, to be its own standalone conference someday that place over multiple days and we get all sorts of people involved. We've already started to touch on getting some experts from some other industries involved. And I want to see that continue to expand. And I think that it will think that we are going to continue to, you know, just grow this program, but also our reach by helping people, you know, the people that participate and also people out in the industry have access to it's resources through some of the programs we're developing. And then also just individuals. I think we've started a conversation and opened the door for many people to have a conversation both within their firm and then also connecting them to other people outside their firm if need be so that they can have conversations about what's working well in their firm and what's not or what they're going through and come up with some new solutions. Yeah, I know when I joined, I was expecting um, a lot of you know, internal work on myself, which I've definitely been doing in this program, but, you know, making this podcast for our listeners, hopefully we're able to impact an even greater audience. And I really encourage any of our listeners to join Elevate Her for next year's cohort or future year's cohort. And with that being said, we like to leave off asking our guests about a resource, whether it be a book, movie, TED Talk, something that helped you find your way in the industry? Ooh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good things. And I think, you know, for anybody listening, definitely check out the zgelevatehercom Our resources section on the website there has lots of good books and podcasts and all kinds of things. The book that I most recently read was Why We Can't Sleep by Ada Calhoun. Mm-hmm. And although I think that kind of focuses on Generation X, I'm probably more Generation Y. It was definitely gave me more perspective. It's certainly still relatable today. But I would say the other thing is just really for me, the best part of being a part of Elevate Her and doing all this work has been just being able to talk to so many different people and get some, I would say, mentors for myself along the way. It's exposed me to some really, really awesome you know, firm leaders and other people working in these organizations that have some great ideas and have 
you know, really strong voices that I probably wasn't exposed to before. And I've got some people now that I can also just reach out to if I have a question. If it's, you know, hey, what do you think about this issue? Or how should we tackle this problem? Or what do you think about this? Or do you have any experience with this? And now I've got such a good network of people I can reach out to and get their perspective. So that's been really awesome to have. Yeah, I think it's a really uh, great point to leave off on that. Sometimes finding a mentor or resource, it doesn't have to be in your company. It could be from outside organizations. For me, it's been this great network within Elevate Her. I've made some great connections and found some great resources from people that are not at my company. So it's been great. So we'll leave off with that. Thank you so much for being on our show today. I hope we make you proud. And with that, check out our show notes for links to some of the resources we spoke about today. And we will see you next time on the Empower Space podcast by Elevate Her. Thanks, Rachel. It was great being here today. Thank you. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of the limited series Empower Space by Elevate Her. Follow us to listen to the next podcast and stay tuned for our next great episode coming soon, available on every major podcasting platform. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening.